Welcome in to the 8th episode of ClawCast. I'm your host, Brandon Smith, Barton Assistant Sports Information Director. Joining the show today is second-year head men's soccer coach, Jordan Rideout. Coach, thanks for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. We're going to get things started. Got a few questions for you. Uh, obviously, uh, you guys usually are in season right now. A uh, little different uh, this year, but... We'll go ahead and get started. Last year, you had a successful first season, winning the 10th Jayhawk West title in program history, and finished the year ranked 14th in the national polls. You guys had eight players earn postseason awards with six of those freshmen, including the Defensive Player of the Year, Ricardo Sepulveda, and first-team All-Region selection, Gabriel Preveda. Let's spend a few moments and assess your team from last year. Just give your thoughts. Yeah, um... I mean, it was nice to win the uh, the Jayhawk West, especially you have a tenth time. I, I like that number, um, but but I was a little bit disappointed, obviously, with how the season ended. Um, but but what we really focus on is the team we have at hand. And and when I first came in last year, we wanted to build a culture, and we had a lot of freshmen, and it was a a core group that if we could really um, start to play the way we we want to play and build the right culture, then we could have something big moving forward. Um, obviously with COVID, it's, it's been a, a strange time, but I think we've been pretty blessed to have almost everyone training with us this fall so we could really continue to build that culture, and, and especially with some of the new guys coming in. Um, the, the freshmen from last year that are now sophomores have um, really blown up, um, taken everything in that, that we've been teaching and, and started to do a lot of their own work, hit the gym. Um, so I see as more than just uh, the, the six that were, were named to uh, postseason awards, I think every one of those freshmen is going to come in and now that are sophomores and, and make a, a big impact in our roster. So I'm really excited for what we have. Um, we've got a good freshman class that are going to come in and push those guys as well. So it's going to be um, very exciting this season. Yeah, and we'll, we'll talk a little more about the uh, sophomore class uh, now here later on. Um, Speaking of just growing as a coach, uh, this is your third year in the Jayhawk Conference and second as the head guy here at Barton. As a coach, what are some things you've learned in the past couple of years that will help you as you move into your year three in the rugged Jayhawk Conference? I think you kind of hit the nail on the head with the rugged Jayhawk Conference. That's, that's one thing I've definitely learned. Um, Obviously, my first year I was at Northwest Tech, and it was a completely different situation to what we have here at Barton. I'm blessed with a, a great soccer facility where we can start to play the style that we really want to play. Um, I think in terms of, of soccer, uh, I think we're, we're one of the teams that plays some of the better soccer in the conference. But as you said, it is rugged, and teams all, every team wants to beat Barton. And so whether it's an easier home game or a tougher home or away game, whatever it may be, it's always going to be tough for us. So that's definitely one thing I've learned. Um, I've also learned that there's there's some teams in the Jayhawk that could probably go into a couple other conferences and do very well as well. So if it comes down to the rankings and you look at that, then it's going to be a lot different on the field. Yeah, like you said, we've had some rugged matches out on the pitch here. Uh, some fun ones. Uh <coughs> And uh, I'm excited to see uh, you in year two uh, later on this spring. Um, unfortunately, spring workouts were taken away due to the COVID-19 pandemic. How key do you think uh, the return of a heavy sophomore class will have? And uh, 
What have the sophomores from last year shown shown you that excite you so far? Yeah. Um, again, I think that comes down to culture. So spring workouts were taken away. A lot of our international guys went home in March, and so we didn't have those games. Uh, we were supposed to be playing OKC Energy, which is my, my former professional team up in, in OKC. So that would have been a good game and a good experience. But we didn't get to play these those games, and, and we didn't get to continue the spring season. But I think we did really, really well at, at building the culture in the fall, um, rallying around the, the common goal of not only trying to win championships, but also trying to continue to improve and, and get opportunities and, and get their academics in line. So so what I've, I've really taken is how well the sophomore class has, has built their culture themselves, not, not only me and, and, and Tyler building it, but themselves. So on the field, I think everyone kind of knew that they had the ability, but it's the mentality that they've grown that will take them into the next level. Yeah, and having a strong recruiting class uh, coming into this now what season is the spring. Uh, talk about some of the new players slash positive things you've seen from the newbies on the pitch so far. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the new players are, are really starting to come into their own. I think when we first came in, you could see it was like, okay, there's some, some very good players on this team, and, and they had to fit into the speed of play, style of play, physicality, level, um, all those things. But, I mean, the I went a little bit younger this year, and a lot of the, the young freshmen, um, a lot of those guys are from Kansas. They've they've come in and they've shown that they compete. They can compete, and, and they're trying to push for, for a spot in the team and, and even the starting spot. So I'm enjoying the, the competitiveness of it. Um, we have a few transfers from other junior colleges, and, and they've really come in and really impressed me. So not only do we have a, a very good starting lineup, I think that we have a lot of depth now, which is something that I've really wanted, especially from last year. Yeah, and can you just talk about maybe some of the key transfers? I know you're you're happy with a couple of them. Uh, really excited when, when you announced that, or when you came and told us that they were coming. Could you just talk a little about some of the key transfers that you, you do have and mm -hmm. what they bring to the table? Yeah, um, two guys in particular that, that I can think of right now is uh, uh, there's there, I've got four. Four transfers that stick out to me that I think would stick out to any program. And, and these are players that um, add a different dimension to my team. Um, I've got a keeper. Um, his name's Chino Garcia. He's from Phoenix College. He's he's a very good goalkeeper. He adds a a kind of craziness as a goalkeeper, which which I think I every keeper needs, and I like that. He's he's pushing our other two, Dante and Yuki, and, and that goalkeeper situation is actually a really good one, a competitive one this year. Um, we've got again from Phoenix College, uh, Julio Velasquez. He is a center midfielder. Very hard worker, extremely good technically, uh, great vision. He he's a great organizer, and the the boys really like. Um, they enjoy playing with him on the field. That's something I can see. He plays with a smile. And then I've got two players from Cloud who who used to be in the Jayhawk Conference. Um, I'm I'm very happy to have them. One of them is um, Davi Dornells. He's a center midfielder and. He didn't play much last year at, at Cloud, but he's come in and he's really impressed me. Um, he's he's done really well in the midfield. He's holds the ball. He's technical. He's got great vision. Um, so I, I see a lot in his future. And then um, we've also got Felipe D'Agostini, who's 
an All-American. I think that's a name that kind of rings to everybody. If you, if you know junior college soccer, you know that Felipe had a very good year this year. Uh, we had a couple, lot, two losses, and, and one in particular was to against Cloud, at Cloud, and Felipe happened to score that goal. So he, he rubs it into me a little bit, but <laughs> it's um, he, he's come in and, and he's fit in really well to the team and how we play. And I think the relationship as a coach and a player that we have is, is a very good one because I think that I can help him get to that next level that he wants to get to. Yeah, most definitely. And just seeing him from the little bits I've seen, yeah, he's really good. Yeah. Uh, normally, you're halfway through the season right now. A uh, mm -hmm. little surprise on that. How challenging has it been to keep the team focused uh, without, like, a full match, you know, this season or this fall, I guess? And then how excited are you for a new change as well with everything being pushed back to the spring? It's a good question, and it's weird. It's strange. Uh, we, we still have five guys, six guys that, that haven't joined us yet, which is – tough for them but I know they're working hard on the outside to, to get back in and be fit but it, we again I go back to mentality what the mentality we built last year and, and kind of how the season ended last year it left a, a deep wound to all of us and I think that we're dying for more and and we, the the goal is the national championship so we have our sights set on national championship and, and we're working every day for that and I think the boys come every day to push each other not only to earn that national championship, but they push each other to, to try to get to the D1, D2, even pro level. Um, so it's it's the environment that we've created that, that pushes us on. Yeah, are you, how excited are you, I guess, for, for a spring season where that's the actual season? Is is, is that going to really make, make a difference? Or, you know, what are you most excited, I guess, about it? And what are you kind of least excited about it? I think I, I don't... I'm not necessarily excited about the the wait from when we get back from break until when we can train in March. I don't like that. Um, it's a little bit of an awkward stage, and I, I don't want to lose what we've already gained in the fall. Um, but, I mean, I've never been more excited for a season of my life. I, I think everyone's on the same page in that. I, we haven't played a real game in too long. So I can't wait to be back on the, on the sideline. It was nice to, to be on the sideline on, on Saturday for the – intra-squad match, and I think everyone misses it. You can train all you want, but you want to play games. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm kind of excited just to see. We were talking, and we're kind of excited that it's not going to be so, like, the end of the season it gets cold. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. that's kind of the nice thing. It's going to be probably a pretty, you know, decent weather yeah. for, for spring season. And Knock on wood, we can keep that wind out. You know? Yeah, the yeah, Kansas definitely. Wind, man. We, you know, we've, Todd and I have went to lunch, you know, and got outside here lately, and, you know, we'll, on the windy days, we're like, oh, we must have had a soccer match It was supposed Literally. to be scheduled today, because, yeah, if you're not familiar, out here, it gets really windy, oh. and if you've never attended a soccer game, uh yeah, it gets really crazy. It's a, so. it's a tale of two halves. You yeah. got defend against the wind if you can do that, and then you can go with the wind. You better score goals. Yeah, yeah, it's, definitely. It's a different game. Crazy, 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 and, and you don't want one of those windy days in a playoff game out here. Mm -hmm. because, Especially when it's cold, man. Yeah. <laughs> <I> can't, <laughs> nothing worse. Yeah, well, you have not been able to scrimmage other teams, which I'm sure mm -hmm. uh, that's difficult. Uh, mm -hmm. Just to kind of get an idea on your team because – you know, you guys are having to scrimmage each other. Uh, you did have your uh, intra-squad scrimmage, your first one, um, this past Saturday. Uh, can you just explain how that's been and how you thought the inner squad uh, scrimmage went? 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's difficult to not be able to play different faces, different talent, and when you're training every day, you know how your team plays, so you know your players. And and if you start to understand their habits, it's it's a little bit difficult to play against people. Um, but with that being said, I think again you have to keep that mentality of every, every game is a game to go and, and earn it. And so what I'm trying to do for the guys is take these games so I can I can send the, the film to D1, D2 coaches and, and start to get them seen, start to get uh, in conversation with these coaches. Because at the end of the day, my job is, is not necessarily to win championships. It's to help them get to the next level and give them opportunities. And, and so I think if they have the mindset of it's not just a scrimmage going to play against some friends, it's a game where you're going to be judged by top coaches, I think that's what, what pushes them to the next level and makes it competitive. So what I saw in the first game was a lot of good stuff, um, better than I expected, to be honest, at some parts. Um, a lot that we can work on, a lot that we're going to work on, but I'm hoping that we can use some of the things that we need to work on and, and improve for a Wednesday at least and have another very competitive game. Yeah, and, and speaking – you said Wednesday. What does the rest of the fall schedule look like for the Cougar soccer team? You know, it's tough. I had uh, some some good games scheduled last fall or for this fall um, that obviously are, are going to be changed now. So it can, it comes down to a lot of different things like conference schedule when you can fit in those extra games. Um, so it's going to be a different look. Obviously, you can have fourteen up to fourteen games now. Um, we just kind of want to take one game at a time. If we can do the same as we did last year and look at each opponent, take one game at a time, and see, like I said, it's rugged, so see one game at a time as every every game is a tough game. Um, then I think our, our goal isn't necessarily who we're playing, it's how far we can get. Yeah. And and one last intra-squad, is that going to be the last one uh, Wednesday, correct? Yeah. Um, as far as... as Full on taping. It'll probably be the last one for a while. Um, obviously, with the the rules, you have 20 hours from August to October 15th, and then after October 15th to November 24th, it's it's eight hours of, of competitive training. So we have to make that work. But I, I like what I see in the games. So I'm gonna see if I can incorporate games into that eight hours when as much as I can but again you know how the Kansas weather is so we'll be, yeah we'll be inside for a lot of Definitely. that and that's a four o'clock start yeah it is tom uh, tomorrow Wednesday four o'clock we're gonna kick off um, we'll be taping that so we can send that out but I'm excited to see basically what we can learn from on Wednesday and I I mean on Saturday and I'm hoping that it's as competitive tomorrow as it was the other day yeah, and fans wanting to watch the scrimmage uh, can at the Barton Sports Network go under uh, the Barton Men's Soccer schedule. We will have that posted for you there. Um, Coach, thanks for joining me today. It was a pleasure to get a catch up on the, the soccer world with you and uh, see what's uh, coming up for the Cougars uh, as well. So that's going to wrap it up for t this week's edition of Clawcast. We'll see you right back here next week. Thank you, everyone.